0: The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station.
1: Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Very pleased to be with you today on a nice Wednesday afternoon, my favorite day of the week, because this is the day I get to do the radio show and talk to some really interesting guests throughout northern Nevada about real estate and real estate for investors. Lately, there's been a lot of talk about home prices going up so high in the Reno-Sparks area, you know, the metro area of northern Nevada, that it's pricing a lot of people out of homes. They just can't get the income ratios against their debt ratios in line, so they can buy a typical, medium-priced home. In northern Nevada, the median home price is over $380,000. makes it real tough, especially for young families, to purchase a home. So, we like to talk about other options like creative financing, or maybe condos instead of houses, or maybe manufactured homes, or maybe not living in the metro area of Reno Sparks. You wanna stay tuned as you hear about what is going on exciting after this message.
2: Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com.
1: You're tuned into Nevada Real Estate Radio right here on 1450 AM and 94.1 FM. We've got a great group in the studio. First of all, we have Daryl Carr, and Daryl Carr is with SunTech Solar Screening. Welcome to the show, Daryl. Thank you, Peter. Looking forward to having you give us some insight on what's going on in the summer weather in your business. Lou Carr, I'm driving cars today. Lou Carr is the branch manager and a mortgage lender at Summit Funding. Welcome to the show, Lou.
3: Thanks very much, Peter. It's great to be here. I haven't been here for a little bit, so you good must to
1: be back. Yeah, well, it must be that you're doing and closing a lot of deals here. I know you're busy, busy, busy over at Summit Funding helping we, folks get in there.
3: We are busy, but I did just get back from 10 days in Hawaii so that, oh you son of a also gun you know that's a hard a little grief and you know you got to work really hard to
1: get that so you must have been really putting it in earlier I'm glad you're back here and, and back able to chat with us we have a great show today because on the phone with us we have Dave Tina and Dave is the president of the Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtors welcome to our show David
4: thanks for having me I appreciate it.
1: I enjoy uh, chatting with you a little bit before the show and checking out the great website at the uh, Association in Las Vegas let us know a little bit about the Association how many Realtors are involved and some of the things that are going on right now
4: well we have over 14,000 Realtors believe it or not in our members in our association so we're, we're fairly large uh, to give you some context there's 18,000 Realtors in all of Nevada and um, we have 14,000 so we have a lot of Realtors down here um we are in the process of moving into a brand new building um for our association so we're very excited about that and uh just a lot of good changes coming on from uh Las Vegas as far as the realtors go.
1: Oh man, there are so many exciting things going on in Las Vegas. I know we're not going to get to cover them all of them today, Dave, but when I was on your website Earlier, I saw a live streaming video of the construction. Is it an all-new uh, building, an all-new setup for the association?
4: Yeah, we we're building it from the ground up. It's been quite a arduous task. I mean, we're on God, our fourth or fifth year of planning and uh-huh. putting it together. And uh, we sold our buildings, so uh, we won't have double payments, and uh, we should be moving in right around Valentine's Day next year. So
1: Look, if anybody knows real like estate, that. it should be the Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtors. Yeah, I mean, you guys know what you're doing.
4: Yeah, I mean, we when we picked up the land, it was already starting to go up in price, but I mean, we could flip it right now if we wanted <laughs> to with a big profit.
1: So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, la- last time I was in Las Vegas, I was in Summerlin. And there was a lot of activity going on up there as well. Is there still good construction activity?
4: Yeah, Summerlin is hot. You know, it's one of our uh, premier master plan communities. That's actually where I'm speaking to you from. That's my office that I own is in Summerlin. My house is in Summerlin. So I know it pretty well.
1: Very nice. So just so you know, too, when I was in Summerlin, I was on my way to Perump found out that you guys also handle that part of the market too is that correct
4: we do we do pahrump is affiliated with us as well as mesquite so they're part of uh, our association
1: yeah let's talk about the big news you know this is what uh, everybody wants to know lately is median home prices we've been talking about them on our show here gosh since the the market turned quite frankly and it just seems like they continue to roll upwards and upwards and a lot of our, well, a lot of our potential home buyers they're looking for alternatives. Lou, uh, prices are impacting the, the ability for people to get mortgages, right? Absolutely,
3: yeah. And inventory is, is obviously a big key also. But, um, yeah, the prices are, I think, are, are moving people away from wanting
1: to purchase. And they probably are, are moving people wanting to sell their homes, wouldn't you think? Correct. With me in the studio, I, I not only have Lou Carr, but I have Daryl Carr. And Daryl Carr is the owner of Centex Solar Screens. Daryl, is it okay to say that you have been involved in a sale recently?
2: Yeah, I just uh, finalized my house today out in uh, Sky Vista. Yeah. Sold our house, so. Wow. All so good ne- timing, all right? All the negotiation tit-for-tats all over. It's and, all over finally, yeah. yeah. sold it. The,
1: the rising prices that we've seen in the last four or five years, has that been part of the motivation to make you say, you know what, I'm going to sell it right now in 2017?
2: Yeah, my wife and I, had uh, we're empty nesters, so we, we have a five-bedroom house, so we we talked about last year about downsizing, mm-hmm. and uh, we thought about make, making one more year of it, but um, she wants to retire, so um, oh, look, we okay. want to downsize, so we picked this time to sell. We are a little bit late in the year, but it still worked out okay. You know, it, this home, we had a, we had basically had a buyer interested in, in contract in, in less than two weeks, so.
1: That's amazing. So t- for Southern Nevada, I'm sure a lot is the same thing, but let's talk about the, the home prices here. The median home price in Northern Nevada, Lucar, you you know this because you're keeping up with it all this time too. It's $387,250. That's our median home price. Half the homes sell for more, half the homes sell for less. This is for an existing single-family residence, probably a three-bedroom, three two-bath, two-car garage. So uh, on the telephone with us from Las Vegas is David Tina the president of the Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtors can you give us a comparison on the median home prices there David
4: yeah we're actually at 260,000 and to give you some context um, our high was 315 in 2008 so we're still below our highest uh, median price our low was 118 in 2012 so we've seen both ends of the spectrum Um, But right now we're appreciating about 10% a year right now for the last four years.
1: Boy if I had a time machine I I could do some damage in 2012. I'm telling you that's really amazing (laughs) You and me both (laughs) That is so amazing. We talk on the show sometimes Dave Lou and Daryl about you know when people can't afford to buy a home in the area where they they live and let's say you live in Reno and the median home price is 387 thousand two hundred fifty dollars we're talking to people about maybe moving slightly outside the area like maybe Fernley, Fallon, Minden, Gardnerville. Even Carson City has lower home prices. I never really thought of Las Vegas as a way to kind of move up in home and move down in price. That is truly amazing. Are you seeing a lot of people from outside of Las Vegas coming in, David? Are, Are people coming in from California like they are here?
4: yeah i I just i make assumption with you guys i'm sure you get a ton of northern californians that come to you guys for the tax breaks and just because you get a you know more bang for your buck we're seeing that with southern california even more so than usual you know it's just such a better deal to live here
1: i would think that even people from northern nevada then i mean when when you look at a price difference of 150,000 or more it, it would really compel me to think maybe las vegas has more opportunity or more bang for the buck Lou, do you, you do any deals down there? You hear of any people making that move?
3: I, I do some deals down in Las Vegas, but I don't think that there are folks moving from here down there. Um, I think there are people coming from California and just happen to be moving down there for business. Yeah. I, I think that it's important for people to, to understand that the median home price isn't something that you have to pay for a home. I think that's where people get distracted by the median home price. We still have a lot of homes in the 200s. You can still purchase a great home, and it sounds like down in Vegas, even better. so yeah, I I think the median kind of gets scary to people sometimes. I mean, I think our upper end market was pretty slow for quite a long time and I think that the median is just reflective of more more expensive homes being sold, don't you agree?
1: So that's a good point, David, what do you think? I think
4: that's a fair that's a fair point. I mean, people do get a little thrown off like, oh my god, did I miss did I miss the boat, you know? Is it not a good time to buy and you know, there's still a ton of opportunity out there. You know, in every single segment, especially with us, the the four hundred thousand to seven hundred thousand dollar range is a great spot to buy because it's kind of in no man's land for our market. It's right above FHA limits, and you know, in Las Vegas, it's like two eighty seven five. So, you know, every market has kind of a sub market. So I think that's what you were kind of referring to. So yeah, I I wouldn't say get discouraged. Plus if you're selling on the high, if you're buying on the high, you're selling on the high. So you're going to make it back.
3: Right. Well, I think that plus rental rates are are not slowing down at all, Peter. I mean, that's the biggest comment I've heard mm. recently is my rent my rent is going to go up, you know, $200,
1: $300, and so I need to look at homes. What what uh, the word on rents in Southern Nevada, Dave?
4: I don't have the exact statistics, but I know it is scorching hot. You cannot get into a rental if you try. It's almost harder to get into a rental than it is a house. And I know this is, I don't have the exact source, but there was a study done recently that it's still a much better deal to buy than to rent, especially with the the rates being so fantastic.
1: Sounds like it's the same uh, reflection of what's going on up here. I wanted to ask you about uh, the trendiness of uh, Northern Nevada. We have a little area here in in close to downtown reno it's called midtown it's so all the cool and hipster businesses are opening up and it just seems a really cool place where people want to hang and they want to live and shop in their local community is there anything like that in southern nevada is there a part of las vegas that has that kind of a feel
4: you know I don't want my Southern Nevada people to get mad at me, but I'm originally a New Yorker, so I know a true downtown. And I've been to Reno enough to to know that your downtown is super cool and hip. Um, The closest thing we have is Fremont Street, East Fremont, and there's a lot of cool bars and restaurants coming up. And then in the Burbs in Summerlin, uh, I think it's only about a year and a half old now, we have downtown Summerlin which is more of a uh, suburban downtown, but it's still pretty cool. And then in Green Valley, we have a place called The District.
1: Very nice, very nice. I always enjoy going to Vegas, but it always seems like it's action city. Everywhere I go, there's something going on. And, of course, now the biggest thing that we think about going on in Las Vegas are the Raiders. So do you think that's going to have a substantial impact on real estate once they get in there and and start playing games right there in Las Vegas?
4: You know, we're doing so well. I mean, just like you guys... Even if the Raiders weren't coming, our market would be appreciating at the rate it is. So it's kind of like the cherry on top. But with the impact of the Raiders and even the Golden Knights, I think it's really kind of pushing us towards that Tier 1 city, that Phoenix, Denver, You know, now that we have professional sports teams and we're you know entertainment capital of the world. So I don't know if we're quite there to the point where people say, oh, am I going to go to New York, LA, Chicago, or Las Vegas? But I think it gets us in the conversation.
1: Oh, it definitely does. It's a, it's just got it has got it all, basically, now that you've got pro football and, and pro hockey. Who would have thought hockey in Las Vegas? It sounds like something from Dubai. <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly. And they built in uh, downtown Summerlin I was telling you about. They actually built the practice facility there, this gorgeous practice facility with the rinks and everything. So the players are going to be living up here. It's going to be pretty cool.
1: Oh, very nice. You know, a lot of uh, people that tune into our show, David, they're investors or they want to be investors. So let's talk about the investment market in Las Vegas. Do you feel like there are still opportunities to pick up good properties that you can rent out as single family residences, duplexes, fourplex, whatever?
4: I do. You know, there's two types of investors right now in Las Vegas. There are the flippers that are actually updating the homes and then flipping them because our, our inventory, believe it or not, got old quickly because they stopped building for so long after the you know the bubble burst. So you can go in and just update the home and see a nice return, maybe anywhere from an eight to ten percent return. So that's happening as far as flippers now. Investors, you may pay a little bit more for that single family home that you want to um, uh-huh. use as a rental or even a multifamily. But because of the rates are so strong, you have to take that into account as far as the mortgage rates and then also the leasing rates. So, you know, for instance, the mortgage rates, let's say they popped up to six in five years. You know, 6% house at like 300000 I don't mean, my math isn't perfect. It's probably comparable to a 5% house at a 3.5% mortgage, right? So I think it's really undervalued how strong of a part that these magnificent rates play on investing
1: we're talking with david tina david is the president of the greater las vegas association of realtors dave can you visit with us just a little bit more but we have to take a break for a minute can you hang on absolutely all right we'll be back after this quick message
3: so you're thinking about buying investment real estate getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit SummitFunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number two five eight seven five zero. Our branch NMLS number is 104-2857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you.
1: Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. Suntec Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 3529396. Suntec Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. 3529396. Suntec Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat-repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 352-9396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 352-9396. SunTech solar screening. We're back on nevada real estate radio it's a great day to tune in we're giving you information from all across the state about real estate and real estate for investors today we have via telephone david tina he's the president of greater las vegas association of realtors glad you're with us today david hope you're enjoying being with us
4: i'm having a great time it's always good to talk to uh, our older brothers up in the up in reno in the north
1: well that so, makes me feel probably. good doesn't it gray hair and everything <laughs> yeah, now,
4: i don't mean you i mean you're more <laughs> established up i was there.
1: just gonna <laughs> say another
3: person considers <laughs> me old so join join the crowd <laughs> and no worries
1: we're all feeling good with me too is lucar and lou is the branch manager of summit funding here in reno nevada actually in sparks nevada lou and uh, you guys are running a great operation tell our listeners a little bit about what Summit fun he's doing
3: um, I will. Yeah, and thank you very much. Um, we've been going gangbusters here. We've been uh, we're currently expanding our office. You um, too. Huh? Yeah. We were in twenty five hundred square feet up until uh, about a month ago. And now we are for it seems like forever. We're in an expansion mode. We're actually taking on another thirty five hundred square feet next door. Mm. Um, so we've got a big, beautiful office. But I have to tell you, it's it's been a challenge to work through the expansion because it's an, an add-on. We're not let, just relocating to another office, so it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of challenges. But, but knock on wood, we all feel very blessed. I mean, the business is going very strong right now, and, and, uh, and we're all in a pretty great position. So
1: Well, you're living the same dream that many of your clients are. They're actually going through real estate transitions, right? Yeah, like in your case, they're either buying or building, selling. I mean you are actually living it with them too and i know one of the, the great successes and the great uh, key success at summit funny is that you do things uh, really smooth it's like you're not sidetracked doing all those other complicated banking things you just do mortgage loans that's right. that's got to make it at least uh more consistent for you day in and day out
3: right and that's what a lot of people don't really understand about the mortgage business is some of our competition will also do um, checking accounts and savings accounts and financial advice and, and business loans. So our entire focus in our business is residential mortgage lending. We don't have any other uh, alternative uh, source of revenue or anything we just want to help people get into homes it's it's our
1: total focus That's why you're successful in the and uh, David Tina from Las Vegas was telling us earlier that David it's really the low interest rates right that are still driving a lot of the market
4: yeah you know it's it's just funny listening because it seems like I mean I'm moving as well my house is listed I got it sold and I'm moving into a new home three out of four of us on this phone call I mean, I don't know about you, Peter, but we we have just sold and bought, right? I'm expanding my company into a new location. The association is going into a new location. So it's, I mean, we're kind of an anecdotal story of what's going on in our state right now. Expansion and everyone on the move. It really
1: is true. It really is true. You know, the statistics say that people move on the average of what, every three to five years, something like that. And so it doesn't matter in what uh, demographic, for the most part, it doesn't matter what career you have, what your lifestyle is, probably going to be moving. And thank you very much, David. I just finished moving about a year ago, so technically I'm still moving. I'm put fighting stuff in boxes every day. It's amazing. Amazing. Let's talk about other ways that people buy homes in Southern Nevada. Is it like Northern Nevada, uh, where there are, let's say, manufactured communities, manufactured home communities, are they moving in Southern Nevada?
4: Not as many um if anything right now we're trying to catch up with the new home construction so they are on a huge push to try to fill in the blanks um to give you kind of some context again during our boom we were selling 3500 new homes a month so that was over 36,000 new homes this year we're probably going to top out at 10,000 and i was talking to uh uh, the president of the Southern Nevada Home Builders Association, Matt, and he was telling me that it will probably stay at 10000 a year because we're not going to even have the manpower to build. Um, so it's going to be new homes for a while. A lot of apartments are being built, and um, that's probably where we're going to be at. Uh, can I ask you guys a question? I was hearing, though, that you guys are having some uh, – you're trying to build, but is Northern Nevada – it's kind of tougher to – Start new construction, or what's the story with that?
1: Uh, Lou, give us uh, your take on it. You deal with the builders. Yeah,
3: and I can just give you basically their sentiment. I, I'm what I constantly hear is that they're they are still worried because a lot of them were bit pretty hard, um, you know, ten years ago, and so they're just taking a more conservative approach to it. So the bottom line is, is that we're not building nearly enough to. Uh, fulfill uh, the, the needs of the community right now um, and and yeah so I mean the, the biggest thing I hear is fear and, and not total fear just just I'm not going to be bit like I was last time.
1: Well I, I'm hearing too a lot of builders are only building uh, by contract Correct. still because well look we didn't have a housing meltdown in 2008, 6, 7. We had a mortgage meltdown, Lou. It was the mortgage problems that came and, and really created all of these problems that, that caused people to lose their homes and prices to go down. but those aren't the same issues anymore. The mortgages really still are solid, aren't they?
3: We still you know back in the day prior to the meltdown, I mean we were doing mortgages for people with very low credit scores with no verification of income, in some cases no verification of jobs. And so I hear people say that or, or comment that, you know, we're back in a bubble situation, but you're right. The loans that we are doing, we are qualifying people. We are seeing their income. <laughs> we were doing stated income loans with a 580 credit score. We were doing yeah. no doc loans with a 580 credit score. Yeah. But now you have to verify your income. You have to verify your assets. It's, you know... The homes are are appraising in a similar fashion. There really isn't anything different now than what we were doing before. But every borrower is truly qualified for the mortgage. Now, having said that, there are some companies that are bringing back some of the subprime type products, but they're requiring now quite a bit more in the way of equity. So they might not even start to think about doing loans unless you've got 25 to 30% equity, whereas before we were doing those loans with zero down.
1: Exactly, so so that that's not the issue so much up here, Dave, as it is, I think, there's just not enough land. I hear too many people say, can't find the land to build, can't find the land to build. Um, that's that's our, our challenge. There's mountains on one side and a river on the other. You can't go much further. What about in we, southern... We
4: have, we have the land. We just we just can't... You know, like the builders can only build so fast. But to to piggyback on what Lou was saying, we're also... We're not seeing the speculation that we saw before. These are actual people who want to buy for themselves that are looking for houses. Whereas in 2004 or five, you know, you had your, your gardener was buying five houses.
1: I mean, oh, that's yeah. That's not... He was giving me That's advice a- on the real estate market <laughs> <laughs>
4: <That's> a- <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so you know anyone tries to say that that bubble curse word i you know I kind of i I him I say, you know the 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 lending guidelines are actually helping us right now. no one's speculating at least that I could see i mean we, in my company, we do about two hundred and fifty transactions a month, and I'm not seeing speculation anywhere. So I just, I feel more confident this time around. I mean, given we can't predict the future, but right now all of our indicators are positive. You know, it's just, it's, it's just, there's a housing shortage. Mm -hmm. That's the problem.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. And I think Peter, I I think as opposed to Las Vegas, if you live in Las Vegas, it's a larger area. Mm. I think traditionally up here, people have a Reno as a small town mentality. Mm. And, you know, again, to go to Fernley or Fallon is like, you know, way out of the, you know, because back before the meltdown, they were going up Pyramid Highway, and that was going to be a whole community out that direction, right, too. Right. I just think in northern Nevada, we have, we have less, we're more reluctant to accept driving 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, to buy a house. Yeah.
1: Yeah. David Tina is with us he's the president of the Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtors with me too in the studio Lou Carr Lou's the branch manager of Summit Funding and Daryl Carr is with us too Daryl owns SunTech Solar Screening and Daryl what I want to talk about is multifamily and you and I were talking a long ago about multifamily projects that you work on here in northern Nevada to help them keep their solar costs their, their, their heating costs and their cooling costs down because there are so many people in these buildings and there's so much sunlight that can come into the buildings, right? So t- have you ever looked at Southern Nevada as a market for you? Does Southern Nevada, in fact, have much multifamily housing like that? Uh, David, what's your take on that? Do you have Do you have a lot of big apartment buildings in, like we have here in Northern Nevada?
4: Um, we have a decent amount, but that's actually where we're seeing the biggest jump in, in appreciation. We're up to 19% uh, year-over-year appreciation jump because what's happening is – People are saying they're getting priced out, so what they're doing is going to the lower-priced multifamily, right? So, just to give you even more of context, uh, we have about 45-day supply, sometimes two months on single-family. We're less than a 30-day supply. We're like a 20-day supply on townhomes, condos, and multi- you know, and the multifamily uh, products. So it's it's going fast. But on the flip side, they're they're building them pretty quickly so hopefully it'll give us a little bit of uh, relief but I don't know I don't
1: see it happening for a while. Wow. Gentlemen any questions you'd like to ask that we haven't covered yet before we wrap up?
3: Um No I guess um uh, it, I think he just kind of answered it the multifamily down there I mean because you and I have talked about this as a great way for a entry-level person to buy a home you can do an FHA loan on a two, three, or four-unit property, and put three and a half percent down, as long as you're living in one of the units. Right. So, yeah, I guess that would be the question, Dave. Is you know, are there opportunities for folks to do that down in Vegas uh, right now? There are.
4: Our you know, our biggest issue, which I'm sure I'm sure it happens with you too, is just making sure that they um, don't have any construction defects or litigation. You know, it could be something so simple that prevents them from being lended on for an FHA or even conventional. So as long as that doesn't happen, yeah. I mean, the median price on condos and townhomes is 137. So there's tons of opportunity in in that sector. It's just it's not always easy to get a loan and, on a lot of these uh, these products.
3: So I was actually thinking more along the lines of a two-unit three unit or four unit property where oh, like a duplex. Yeah, like maybe a first time buyer comes in uh, with an FHA loan and puts three and a half percent down and rents out one of the other or all of the other units but lives in one.
4: That in a perfect world would work out, but let me give you some some stats. Um ninety percent of all town homes and condos are going and you know multifamily, you know duplex are going into escrow within sixty days. So, you know, 80% within 30, so you, you're not even going to get the opportunity to do that. But if you can, absolutely put the 3.5% down, use the FHA, live in one. It's great. We just don't have a lot of those opportunities here. Not a lot of duplexes in Las Vegas.
1: Yeah. I bet they were selling hot in 2012, 2013.
4: They were. And you <laughs> can get them for like $44,000. <laughs> I mean, it was like the price of a of a car back
1: then. I know, it, yeah. I know. It. Wow, it's been great talking with you, Dave and uh, joining us with us in the studio, and uh, hopefully, uh, Nick, you get up to northern Nevada. We'd love to have you come to our studio, do a in-studio interview with us, and meet you in person. That'd
4: be great. I'm, I'm up there all the time, so uh, just reach out, or I'll reach out when I'm up there, and uh, we'll get it done. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Yeah, and before we sign off, I want to make sure that Daryl Carr has a chance to talk to us briefly about SunTech Solar Screening, because I suspect one of your investment properties or homes down in Southern Nevada could use this. Darrell, tell us what it's about. Well,
2: Vegas is uh, a hotbed for solar screens. It's like Phoenix or Southern California. We're gradually, because we have a temperate climate here, we only have a certain amount of hot days, but we have a lot of hot days here. So um, people are constantly calling me saying it's so hot in these rooms, the glare. It's burning my furniture, what can you do about it? You know. So you put the exterior solar screens on, it reduces the glare and takes in all the heat into the screen. 60% of the heat in your home comes from glass windows. And they make a, These builders here make a lot of windows, I'm so amazed, that do not open. They're called fixed windows. That's the hottest window you can put in a home. People seldom look at their windows. They figure they're double-pane, we're good to go. But they are such an intense heat uh, product in your home you've got to reduce the heat coming in and it's a green thing it's going to help you lower your uh, summertime cooling bills a minimum of 30 percent I've seen it 60 percent
1: you know I've got so them in, I've got him now pay me later yeah I've yeah. got them in my home and I got to tell you they are fantastic so I guess uh, David Tita you know why you're on the phone with us right we want you to set us up with a deal at the Lexor we want to cover that <laughs> whole thing with solar screens. Can you do-
2: <laughs> I was just there and saw the I was there uh, in February, we uh, left here, and we have a, down there in uh, South Point, we have a con- we have a timeshare. And my wife said, hey, it's sunny in Vegas in 70, let's go. So we went down, hung around the pool there, and we were getting all the rain up here. Anyway, we went saw that Blue Man Review live down there in yep. and, and the Luxor. What a fantastic show that was, live. I couldn't believe it. The 9 o'clock show is crazy. So we enjoyed ourselves.
4: Yeah make sure you see absent. It's a little risqué, but it's a lot of fun. And, as, and as, as far as solar shades and all, here's the thing. I mean, I'm personally uh, keeping Tesla in business by myself. I mean, I have one for myself, one for my wife, and if the new home that I'm buying would let me, I'd put a t- Tesla roof on there. So anything... <laughs> That, that has to do with that, I am all for because even today it's going to hit 99 degrees. So um, I, I think it's a great opportunity here. We're, we're not taking advantage of it enough.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, visit Daryl's website, solar screens of Reno.com, and tell him Peter sent you. I bet you he'll give you a great deal there. <laughs> okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll come down Thank and, uh, yeah, make it a weekend, you yeah, know? Yeah. And Luke <laughs> Carr from Summit Funding, final thoughts for our listeners.
3: Uh, it's just great to hear about Vegas, you know, really to get some actual solid info. I mean, we hear things all the time, but but yeah, yeah it's a, um, I'm intrigued by in, the entire state of Nevada. It's a great place oh, to own yeah. real estate uh, right now. Nevada is so yeah.
1: exciting. It's so wonderful. And uh, David Tina from Las Vegas, I hope I get to see you at a Raider game before too long.
4: I. I I would love it. And you know what? I, I've been telling all my Northern Nevada buddies, we just got to get that Hyperloop or Speed Train going so we could be to each other in a half hour and have lunch, and we could really shrink this state and enjoy it even more. So I'm, I'm down.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Or I'll drive with Lou. We'll get there almost the same, the same speed. <laughs> okay. I've seen him drive. <laughs> all right, Dave. You have a good one. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me. Take bye thanks, Dave. Bye. bye Bye-bye. Great conversation with our guests from in-studio and from Southern Nevada as well. Today, we're gonna to talk about Dayton, Nevada, and what's happening in Dayton, what makes Dayton such a cool place to live, and what are some of the cool events that are coming up in Dayton. There's one happening real soon. You wanna stay tuned as you hear about what is going on exciting in Dayton after this message.
0: In a typical deferred 1031 exchange, the taxpayer conforming to the requirements of the code sells and transfers the relinquished property first and then goes about the process of identifying and acquiring the replacement property. In a reverse exchange, the replacement property is acquired before the relinquished property is sold. A reverse exchange is more sophisticated and complex. However, in the right situation, it's considered a viable exchange method and offers unique opportunities. Let me give you an example. Fred, in the process of selling an apartment building, has accepted an offer that calls for a 90-day escrow closing. His intention for making the exchange is to buy a significantly larger apartment building, one in particular he's had his eye on for quite some time. Fred got a call from his real estate agent stating that the price on the bigger apartment building he wants to buy is going to be drastically reduced because the seller must sell and close within 60 days. Fred knows this property won't last long on the market, so he makes an offer. He followed that up by contacting the buyer of his apartment building to see if they could move the closing up sooner than the 90 days, but no such luck. This situation is perfect for a reverse exchange. Presuming Fred can arrange the financing and be able to close on the replacement property, he can structure the purchase of the new property and still have it qualify as the replacement property in his 1031 exchange, even though he must close on it prior to the closing of his own apartment building, the relinquished property. Next week, I'll share some more reasons why a 1031 reverse exchange might be a viable option.
1: And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. We are interviewing people from Dayton, Nevada. We normally talk about Reno Sparks, maybe Carson City, Fernley, Fallon. Dayton, Nevada is really coming together too. It's a very cool place with us in the studio today. We have two guests from Dayton, Nevada. Jeanette Hofford is with us. Jeanette, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you, it's nice to be here.
1: It's nice to have you here too. And we also have our first two-year-old guest in the studio, Tatum is with us. Hi Tatum, how are you doing today? (laughs) She says she's doing well, she looks really cute too. (laughs) So Jeanette, you're here to talk to us about some of the goings on in Dayton, Nevada. Let our listeners know, for those that haven't traveled to Dayton, Just how far is it from Reno and Sparks?
5: It's roughly about 35, 40 miles, depending on where you're coming from. Uh So if you go to Carson City and then you go on Highway 50, it's about 11 miles east of Carson City. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I bet it's
1: within 45 minutes from Reno. Yeah,
5: and especially with the new 580. Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
1: so we have great uh, roads now that will get us there fast. So it really makes it closer, and yet it still has that feel. It's kind of like a rural, small town feel, isn't it?
5: It's still a very small town. Um, compared to most places, and it still has that feel. It is kind of a bedroom community. Uh, a lot of people work here in Reno. And um, live in
1: Dayton, sure. Yeah. I mean, I've known and a number of people that have made that uh, travel, and you know, although you have a little more of a commute, the benefit, of course, is where you live. Smaller community, rural lifestyle. I would imagine the cost of living is somewhat less in Dayton than it is in even Carson or, yeah, or it's Reno. It's quite a bit less. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. How long have you lived there?
5: I have lived there 49 years.
1: <laughs> well, that's a long time. Yeah. That's, that's native status. I think that yeah, for 25 years, you should be able to automatically get the waiver. Well, that's a long time. So you've really seen the area grow. You know a lot about its history. What, what's, what's special about Dayton? What do you like about Dayton, Nevada?
5: The thing I like about Dayton the most is the character of the town and the characters that live in the town. There is just... There's just a different feel to it. Is it's, it what's um, it like
1: more like Wild West or is it more
5: Oh gosh, it's it's quite a mixture. It's more like farmers, ranchers, cowboys and hippies.
1: It's a good <laughs> so, combination.
5: So it's a, it's it's a combination.
1: I was watching a documentary <laughs> not long ago on Samuel Clemens, you know, Mark Twain. Yeah. And I know he spent a lot of time in Virginia City, but that's real close to Dayton. I would imagine he made some travels there too. Probably when he got tired of Virginia City or he wanted to find another bar that he didn't know he goes down to Dayton.
5: And when I first moved to Dayton, I was 12, and I thought, oh my gosh, we're driving and we're driving and we're driving, it's like, where are they taking us? Well, Dayton had, I think it was seven bars and one grocery store. Oh my. <laughs> that was about the size of what was in Dayton when I moved there.
1: <laughs> that ratio tells you a little bit about what was going on in those days, <laughs> yes, right, where the does. entertainment was. <laughs> But uh, with so much developed, so many, really, so many people from other parts of the country having moved to Northern Nevada, like I did, and I'm in my seventeenth year, you get a different interest of topics, and you get different characters, like you say, that like to contribute and give to the community. One of the things that uh, sparked my interest in having you on the show today was the fact that I recently attended a function in Carson City and I ran into a lady who talked to me about Dayton Valley Days. She gave me a little program with a lineup of activities going on for Dayton Valley Days, which is coming up September 16th and 17th. Let our listeners know what Dayton Valley is.
5: Well, Dayton Valley Days has been going on for 29 years. It has been a fundraiser for various nonprofit organizations, from search and rescue to arts in the schools. Um, For the last few years, the focus on is um, the Boys and Girls Club gets a portion of what we raise, and Dayton Preservation Committee gets a portion that that goes to restore our community center.
1: I was seeing on my notes that you are in fact the chairman of the Dayton Preservation Committee. Yes. So tell me about that. What what kind of things are you looking to preserve? Is it buildings, is, is it activities, land? What What is it that you're looking to do?
5: The majority is buildings. The majority of our focus right now is to save our community center. And so the county was gonna shut it down due to budget constraints and we formed a non-profit organization, leased it from the county for a buck a year, and have it's been an awesome partnership between the county and the preservation committee to help get it restored. They've helped do some restorations. We've helped do some restorations. There's been thousands and thousands of dollars put in to restore it. We still have a ways to go, but...
1: You've got it rolling. That's what's good. Yeah, we do.
5: We've made some great progress.
1: So at Dayton Valley Days coming up on September 16 and 17. Are we going to be able to have a tour of the center to see how it's progressing so far. Yep. See what some of the progress um, is like.
5: The silent auction is held inside the community center. Everything else is held pretty much on the street outside the community center, and um, so there's lots of activities in and around the community center on that day. And uh, Dayton Valley Days is family oriented. It's a, a fun event. There's a parade and there's crafters and food booths and. A lot of nonprofits come, and you can get lots of information.
1: Uh, let me tell you, one of the things that I like at this event, like so many great and successful events, is it starts early enough in the day that you can enjoy the morning, but it also starts with a pancake breakfast. So that's fantastic. The Kiwanis is going to be out there cooking pancakes for all the attendees from 7.30 to 10 a.m. It's both on Saturday and Sunday. Are you going to be involved with that as well, or are you just going to be the,
5: Well, I'm just going to be eating. To be the <laughs> Kiwanis have been doing their pancake breakfast for us. For 29 years mm-hmm. um, they have it down to a science mm-hmm
1: it says here that your um, parade uh, signing and staging will start at 830 it goes for about an hour and then also at 830 you have a uh, show and shine you have a little car show going on there
5: yeah it's actually not a little car show anymore it's kind well, of a big car show Really? Well, how many
1: cars do you expect
5: um, well the last couple of years there's been between 125 and 150 Wow. And um, it's it's grown substantially
1: here in Northern Nevada. You know, we have hot August nights, and sometimes it's so big. There's so many people. Some people they'd rather not go out just because of the people. I'd imagine a smaller car show with just one hundred and fifty or so, and that's still a lot. That could attract a whole new market of people that maybe want um, to And try the it.
5: beauty is everybody's sitting, you know, after the parade and stuff, everybody's sitting with their cars and they're so excited about talking about the cars. And Tell
1: me about the Boomerang Silent Auction. What's that?
5: Um, well, it's basically a silent auction. Boomerang is our mascot because Dayton is pretty famous for our turkey buzzards that come through once a year. So Boomerang um, was the brainchild of the search and rescue when they had Dayton Valley Days and we've kind of kept it.
1: I so. see. So the tie-in there is that the turkey buzzards come back every year like every a boomerang year. does? Yeah. Never thought about connecting the boomerang <laughs> and something from Australia, but, you know, hey, hey it's a, it's creative. Now. Nine o'clock to five o'clock. There's something going on that I've always wanted to do. Never have done it. Maybe this will be my first time. Gold, gold panning. Is it for real? Is is it like a, a, a fake gold pan, or is it a real chance to pan for gold? You know,
5: we real we salt the we salt it with real gold. So you'll get a chance to pan for real gold.
1: Very nice. I don't know how to do that, and I think a lot of people would like to go out in the wild, you know, in the outback, wherever. And try a little panting. They don't really know how to do it. They just have seen it. But that that'll be a fun thing. I'm looking forward to it. The other thing that,
5: that. they're going to do this year is um, the his, uh, historic society has a um, has a um, is redoing our train depot, and they have put together Snap Tracks. So they are going to actually run a hand cart and stuff up from the depot up to Pike Street. For people to either ride on or operate themselves and that's going to be pretty fun too i've
1: never been on one of those hand carts since i was a little boy i wanted to get on one
5: well there you go this will be the
1: chance yeah very good we're going to be looking at doing that it's all taking place in dayton nevada saturday and sunday september 16th and 17th and uh, there's just a ton of stuff here going on if somebody wants to get information from this what is you know and find out more about dayton valley days and maybe see about getting a little family tour so they can take the family over What's the best way to get the all the information? Well, we
5: do have a website, Dayton Valley Days. Just type in Dayton Valley Days, and it'll bring up our website and give you a list of all the events and everything that's going on. You can call me at 775-671-1734, or there is a phone number on our website also that right. just comes to me. But it's very family-oriented, very fun. There's lots of stuff for the kids to do. There's face painting. The Boys and Girls Club did a Pinewood Derby. Um, they have activities, and we'll have some ukulele, a ukulele band playing now and then. Um, We're going
1: to be covering some of the things that are also happening on Sunday. We've talked about some of the things going on on Saturday, but Sunday's a big day, too. We also want to talk more about home buying opportunities in Dayton, Nevada, and how you can get lined up to get a mortgage if you're looking to purchase a home with a mortgage, which most people are. That and more after this message on Nevada Real Estate Radio will be right back. SunTech Solar Screening uses Pfeiffer screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening. Three five two nine three nine six. SunTech Solar Screening.
3: So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number two five eight seven five zero. Our branch NMLS number is one zero four two eight five seven. Summit Funding's NMLS number is
1: 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. Pleased to be with you today. With me in the studio today, I have two lovely ladies talking about real estate, talking about activities in Northern Nevada. Today, we're focusing on Dayton, Nevada. And with us in the studio today, we have Jeanette Hoffert. And Jeanette is the chairman of the Dayton Preservation Committee from Dayton Valley. We love Dayton because realizing there's a lot going on there, which you have Dayton Valley Days coming up now, and you were telling me you're in the break. There have been some famous people in and out of Dayton. Tell us about them.
5: Yeah, there have been. The Misfits was filmed. A lot of that was filmed in Dayton. The Misfits. With Marilyn, mm-hmm. Monroe, Marilyn Monroe, and Monroe and Clark Gable. Uh-huh. The Honky Tonk Man with uh, Clint Eastwood was filmed there. I know Barbara Eden also filmed the Howling something, or <laughs> I oh, forget okay. what the Barbara name Eden was. Barbara
1: Eden of uh, I Dream of Jeannie. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, wow. Um,
5: so there's been quite a a few movies filmed mm-hmm. now filmed I know there.
1: that uh, after talking about uh, Mark Twain Virginia City is real close and he spent a lot of time in Virginia City I have a feeling he would probably go hide out sometimes in Dayton because it's like the next community over
5: Yeah, and Dayton was the first gold discovery
1: the first gold um, discovery in Nevada uh huh
5: and um, so there's a very strong mining history there.
1: Yes, yes. And we have a lot of good uh, history to talk about and it's a topic that a lot of people are talking about now is taking pride in their history and more cities are taking pride in their activities and their uniqueness and Dayton is certainly one of those cities. Little city but it's close to a lot of big cities and uh, it's just a great way to get away from the hustle and bustle of the Reno, Sparks, Carson metro areas you're going to be inviting a number of people to come to Dayton Valley Days mid September so they can see, too, a little bit about what Dayton is all about. So, uh, we were talking in the first segment of the show about all the activities going on on Saturday, but you got a full day on Sunday, too. Again, if you miss the pancake breakfast on Saturday, not to worry.
5: Not to worry. The Kiwanis are
1: doing it on Sunday, Sunday morning. Yeah. And it's always nice to get breakfast out because then you don't have to clean up and start enjoying the day. And who doesn't love pancakes? After the pancake breakfast, you're going to have another silent auction. and. Uh, then some more gold panning during the day, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, the tour of the firehouse and the jail should be fun. That should you be fun. That's, let our listeners know a little bit about what that's going to look like.
5: The firehouse and jail is um, has granny in it, which is an antique fire engine that the fire department has restored. And then the jail cells that were original, there are made out of flat iron. They're fully encaged with the ceiling and everything, and they are only about six foot tall. There's two fold-down bunks in them and then you get about three feet to walk around.
1: <laughs> Other than the bars, sounds like my room I had when I was a kid in grade school.
5: <laughs> there is some great um, writings on the wall from prisoners who oh, were, who were in there now and mm-hmm. then. Um, mm-hmm. we did, they did preserve them when they were um, redoing that building. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping
1: to, to see that. That sounds yeah. like it's gonna be The a Dayton
5: Historic Society is an amazing organization, and they have the museum and the firehouse and they put on some historical walking tours. They they, they have put a million hours of volunteer time at least in there, but it is an amazing little museum, so make sure you see that.
1: Definitely. How many people get involved is, with the actual uh, scheduling and management of Dayton Valley Days? It's in its 29th year, you say? It's so it, it's got to have a pretty good-sized committee that's working on that.
5: Well, the committee's not as big as we need it to be. We could use a few more volunteers. There's about eight of us right now. And, um, you know, lots of lots of nonprofit organizations come to Dayton Valley Days and set up booths and, and give out their information and stuff. But we, we absolutely could use a few volunteers that might be interested in getting involved in that or in the restoration of the community center.
1: So the pancake breakfast in the morning should be fun, but are there going to be other food vendors throughout the day offering some different kind of wares? So if people want to come and stay for a while, they won't have to go out and find something to eat.
5: Oh, heck no. There's going to be some teriyaki there. There's going to be hamburgers and hot dogs and pulled pork sandwiches. And, of course, always ice cream and and, sun and root beer floats and, and uh, cotton candy, snow thing. cones, all, the, all those kinds of you things. You know, I'd like
1: to open up a Pepto-Bismol booth there, too, because that's a lot of stuff for me. But uh, young people seem to be able to handle all that stuff without a problem, regardless. It's going to be a, a fun time. So, there's uh,
5: contests, too, you know, like noodle sucking. Noodle sucking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you know, um, there's, there's a lot going on. You need to come and see. It's pretty fun.
1: So the reason that uh, we talk about Dayton and we're talking about it on our real estate show is because Dayton is a, it's a less expensive place to live. In Reno and Sparks in the metro areas, the median home price is over $385,000. Uh, You think about a young family wanting to start out and get a little house. Even a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom in northern Nevada in Reno-Sparks is going to run you in the $300,000 range if you can find one. I mean, have you heard of any real estate issues from your perspective in Dayton as far as people struggling to find homes or people not being able to afford to live in Dayton anymore, or something like that? Um,
5: it is quite substantially less in Dayton than it is here. So you probably your average home is like two fifty when everything crashed. Of course, there was a lot of struggling mm-hmm. in Dayton, like everywhere else. But things are starting to pick up, and they're even starting to build new again. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> uh there's um i think i think the market's opening up
1: okay all right i think so too and i think as more people discover the opportunities in some of the smaller communities by taking advantage of some of these fun events uh, they might realize that dayton is not really that much of a drive and a lot of people nowadays they're working from their office at home They're telecommunity essentially so i think more and more people are going to be looking at the smaller communities for uh, an opportunity to purchase a home going to dayton valley days september 16 and 17 is going to be a great way <laughs> to kind of see what the community's like, see what it feels like to be in a small community, and maybe talk to some people that live there to find out what it's really like. Yeah, and From we your do perspective.
5: have a, a Arnold Palmer designed golf course. Oh, well, Also, that's settled, so that's, come on. That doesn't make sense. A home
1: <laughs> that low and then an Arnold Palmer designed golf course. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you came to talk to us today. So, and, well, thanks for having and, me. And uh, I'm going to be encouraging my friends to join me in September the 16th and 17th, Saturday and Sunday, Dayton Valley Days. Show up early either one of the days, enjoy a pancake breakfast, and still enjoy Dayton Valley Days. And you you get there in less than 45 minutes, see what the community is like. You might find a home, in fact, or a neighborhood that might look right for you. If you're a wise home shopper, you're not going to limit yourself just to Reno, Carson, Sparks, the metro areas. Look around at some of these smaller communities. I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm glad you came to visit with us today. Any final thoughts for our listeners who are thinking about going to Dayton Valley Days? Um,
5: Well, I encourage everybody to come to Dayton Valley Days. It is is unique and it is fun and it gives you a real down home feel.
1: Very good. I'll see you at Dayton Valley Days, September 16th and 17th, Dayton, Nevada. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at Nevada Real Estate